0: the tone please record your message when you have finished recording you may hang up or press one for more options
1: hey meatball just wanted to call to tell you to get your fucking bitch ass up it's almost 12 o'clock on a sunday um probably should wake the fuck up you know get the blood blood flow going eat something pack a lip stop by i wanted to play 2k you weren't fucking up at 12 so you know i'll have to wait till later all right bye
2: All right, what's up, everybody? We're back here with the Ron and John Show, episode number eight. How we doing today, Ronnie?
1: Doing all right. Pretty down in the dumps, John. Last night was a tough one. A tough one for the Phils, man. So it's taking me oh, yeah. a little bit of time today to
2: recuperate. Yeah, yeah. We got a little tough. Two, two, nothing loss. If I'm not mistaken, two nothing.
1: Three nothing. Three nothing Three loss. Nothing. Yeah. And they fucking had him by the balls, man. You know, had him by the balls
2: with, uh, Dude, it's a, Wheeler going. Fuck. Yeah, I going it's such a shame Wheeler. He's pitched two great games in this playoff and hasn't gotten a win on his, on his card. I mean, uh, who'd that win go to in the, in the first game when we beat the, when we beat the, right? Uh, yeah.
1: That uh, went to, uh, whoever came in the eighth inning.
2: It was one of the relievers, Robinson. I can't remember. Yeah. Where. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How do you, how, how are we feeling about the, uh, the Phillies coming home for game three after that loss.
1: Well, listen, first of all, with the loss, I think two things stand out to me. Fucking, you get that double from Harper. Yeah. In second inning, Cassianos moves him over to third on the sack fly. And then boom, hits the ground ball to first base. Like, infields up. Gotta fucking put the ball in the air. Just no yeah. excuse. Get the job done. I think Phillies have a one nothing lead there. That game might go a little bit differently. Uh, Second thing is Acuna, he milked it, right? Like, he milked him getting hit in the forearm, was down for, like, 10 minutes, iced the pitcher, and subsequently led to the runs. Um, But as the old baseball adage goes, we hit a guy and then walked a guy, and both of those runs scored. Like, just can't happen. Um, And then fucking biggest piece of shit is Reese Hoskins. Like, He's always been terrible. Ben, who does our intros uh, on the calls, has hated him for years. I've hated him for years. Like he's just a loser from Cali and he fucking a ball that all he had to do was take one step to his right and either backhand or two steps and get in front of, he decided to do a half step and a pirouette slide as the ball goes right under his glove when it's zero, zero in the playoffs. And like, just can't happen. Uh, and pisses me off. I'm going tomorrow, John. I'm gonna fucking boo him. Like I'm gonna boo the guy. You're he's billing. a loser. I yep. First game back in 11 years, and he's gonna feel like a piece of shit. And he deserves it. Because I just I don't
2: think that's the type of energy we need, though. To, no, to get he win.
1: sucks. I'm gonna I'm coming in with great energy, except for him. He's getting booed.
2: Yeah, but you got to realize when you give energy bad to one of the guys, and it it, tri- it trickles down to the entire team. We can't be booing. We can't be booing out there. Game, booing. First game, First playoff game in 11 years in Philly, you can't boo. I don't care who it is. All right,
1: maybe I'll give him his first at-bat, but if he strikes out again the first at-bat, he's definitely getting booed.
2: Yeah, well, if he starts sucking, then I think you have – Well, he's already to-
1: been sucking. So if he just continues to be who he is, then he will get booed.
2: He hasn't been sucking. He played well in the first three no, games. he sucks. Playoffs.
1: He's won for like 18 in these playoffs. Is I he? have to pull up the numbers. Yeah, John, he stinks. And he was he's the worst-rated first baseman this year, regular and postseason. He has provided negative three. six outs. You played first base. How is that yeah. possible? All you have to do is catch the ball.
2: Well, here's what I will say. I feel like first basemen as fielders are a very underrated position, right? you have teams that will just stick a guy with a good bat out there at first because it's kind of a relatively easy position to play, but to have a gold glove caliber first baseman really changes the game, not only for his position, right? Because he's mainly just catching balls from the infield, but as you know, a leader of the infield, which I do not think Hoskins really supplies um, as a part of his game, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And support our team throughout the playoffs, regardless of whether he sucks or not, because I think we need it, man. I think Philly is a town. That's one of the, one of the big kind of concerns I have with Philly as a fan base is our, our, we jump on guys really early when they start screwing up. Right. I think in the moment right now, we need to be there to support them. And then once we're out of the playoffs or once we win the world series, Then we'll have a bunch of time to boo him and then get out all the frustrations. But I think right now we have to be a disciplined fan base and support him as much as we can.
1: It's it's not a bad point. Um, But I will say that in terms of tomorrow, I'm sure sun comes out tomorrow. It's a beautiful day. I'll be jacked up. Um, The stadium has been sold out for since the beginning of the week uh, for this Phillies game and they actually printed – it's one of the first times they've ever done this. They were saying that they sold out all the tickets and all their original standing room. So the Phillies decided to go back and just print more tickets um, for standing room just to make it even tighter than it's supposed to be uh, for the game. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much double sold out for the games tomorrow and Saturday. So it's going to be a great environment. Uh, And I saw a great tweet today, John, and I wanted to know your thoughts on it. Uh, one of the Phillies reporters uh, was talking to the manager of the Braves and he was pretty much trying to downplay, like, you know, it's been a great atmosphere down here in Atlanta too. Like we'll be ready for it. It's not anything special up there. Like I've been in it when it's like I've been in the big games at Philly and a couple of the other Braves people mentioned that. And, you know, the reporter was saying, you know, a very bad combination is Philly fans who've been waiting 11 years for a game and then people telling them they're not hostile enough.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So I'm very excited.
1: So so are you expecting it to be 2008 level, like when the Tampa Bay Rays' wives and families weren't able to, like, go to the game because it was so venomous? Are you expecting that?
2: Well, probably. I mean, I, I think you get that with every game, right? Well, maybe not like Philly's regular season, but any meaningful game in Philadelphia across all sports, it's going to be a hostile environment for any opposing fans. But I think that's, what, that's kind of what makes Philly Philly, you know? And as much as I hate to say it, this game ain't for so-and-so's wife, Ronald Acuna's wife, to come out and watch it. These Philly fans have worked their ass off, mostly blue collar people. They take their hard earned money and, you know, they spend a decent penny to go to these games. Right. And I think that this environment, this stadium environment is for them. Right. So if you're an opposing fan, just understand that like, this is, this is our house. Right. And you come in as, as the opposition, don't expect to be treated with any sort of respect. Right. These fans have come out and they're ready to freaking roll. So you need to give them their time, right? And you just had two games in Atlanta. You were able to have two games in Atlanta for these people. And you know what? Your husband's making $100 million playing professional baseball. Tell him to get you a fucking suite, right? Put you up in a little cozy box where nobody's going to bother you and have you enjoy your game. But if you're going to sit in the crowd with the fans, just understand you're entering the gauntlet. The gauntlet yes. of all sports fans. And yes. few people make it out of there with their souls intact. So I, I think that's a message to any Braves fan that's going to try to attend these two games in Philly. Just be be aware of what you're getting yourself into, because I I think it's if we lose that about our fans, the hostility, then we crumble as a fan base. Right? You can't you can't yes, be as great I, of right. a fan base as we are. Right? And 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 not that way so I think I think that yes this is going to be that kind of game it might even be even more um hostile because of that loss we we suffered yesterday but I mean we're gonna see man I'm excited to watch
1: yeah I'm fired up uh people have been saying probably about a 10 11 o'clock the tailgates are heating up tomorrow um so it should be good games at 4 30 you know, give that much time for Phillies fans to drink. And I think a big key with the Phillies that people don't think about is the time of a baseball game, right? So you can drink up to the seventh inning. That might be three hours in. So I think that's a real added benefit for the Phillies fans is that, look, you know, show up, start tailgating at 11, you know, it's seven o'clock, you're still drinking, you know, it's going to create some of that Eagles like kind of, atmosphere in the stadium yeah. which which will be exciting so i'm looking for a lot of drunken degenerates uh and expecting it to be to be great i'll be in section 106 for anybody wondering both games row 12 right behind acuna and castellanos um i'm hoping to catch a home run ball It'll be pretty sick but damn yeah, it.
2: That's, that's that's bryce's zone right there man yes that little yeah. Whitefield field porch Um, I want to ask you something because I'm thinking about this right now when we're talking about the fans being drunk. I think the fans might be more ruthless when they're sober. Because I think, like, you know, when you drink, you get a little bit tired, you get a little bit more relaxed. You know, when you get a a couple beers in, you're right. I think that they're naturally so aggressive that the beers are going to tone them down. Right, I think if we don't give them beers, there would be fights. There'd be so much testosterone flowing through that stadium that people yeah. would just be even nuts. What do you What do you think? You think the beers help or I, hurt us?
1: So I think because it's going to be a brisk Friday, it doesn't affect it as much. I think yeah. if it's like a hot day or like a one o'clock mm-hmm. sun's beating on you type of yeah. day, and then you got the beers flowing, that'll drain you. I think. It actually will add some benefit, especially because they have the liquor now. You know, yeah. so if people are a little cold, maybe they get a little whiskey in them. You know, I mean, that's fireball. what I'm thinking. A Little Fireball. I mean, you're going to get some yeah. angry, angry people. I yeah. think that would enhance the
2: anger of the crowd. I think, yeah, if it's beers, they're going to be a little slower. But if yeah. it's Fireball, then it's they're going to be they're going to be on one. So <laughs> it should be fun to watch. I can't wait to watch like Barstool Philly come out with all these videos of like dumb shit that the Phillies fans are doing. Like it's going to be, I can't wait.
1: It's been, it's been a long time coming. And kind of last thing I'll say on the Phillies game, I think the key John uh, Schwarber so far, these playoffs 0 for 16 with eight strikeouts. Reese Hoskins one for 18 with six strikeouts. So. Those two guys, they have to produce. Your your one and two hitters can't be one for 34. I mean, you're just – it's not going to last. And the coach came out today and said, look, look, I'm riding with those two guys at the top. If we lose, you know, so be it. But he's sticking with them. I don't necessarily agree, but uh, they're going to have to produce and do something different or else, you know, they're going to be villains in this city for a long time.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, I I definitely don't think that you have a one and two hitter that have like literally a zero on base percentage for the entire playoff. But I do respect the idea of a manager that is not wanting to change up the mojo. You know what I mean? Right. You keep the same lineup. You don't. I feel like once you start making drastic changes, like changing your one and two hitter, people start to panic. You kind of throw off the vibe within the team. You don't know if the coach actually trusts you. Right. So I think it's a good managerial decision to keep them in there, even though they're not performing, because I think by moving them, you might take away some of the bats in the bottom half of the lineup. Right. Because they're now right. off of their game. Right. You have a guy that might have been hitting <coughs> in the second hole now in the one hole. It's thrown off all his mojo. Right. So at, at least if if, um, if Hoskins and Schwerber aren't hitting the ball, a bunch of other people are. And we don't want to we don't want to throw them off, too. Right, so we might have to just sacrifice our one and two hole and just so everybody else can hit. But I'm hoping that we can get those bats going with those two guys because, I mean, we've seen it. They have the ability to really tear the cover off the ball. We just got to get them to do it.
1: Correct, yeah, no doubt. And I think hitting at Citizens Bank Park, you know, I thought four or five of those balls that Phillies hit last night were gone. I mean, Castellanos, Harper, they had some to center uh hoskins had one to the left field wall uh Mm -hmm. schwarber piece one so uh i'm expecting some some fireworks and look fucking flying hawaiian starting out the first pitch man so you know the place will be juiced up to see him out there
2: yeah and i think too that it's a good it's kind of a good sign for us too that in our in the one loss we've had in the playoffs it was kind of like a gimmick game right you had the weather delay you had, you had the, the rain, it's heavy air. The ball's are not going to cut through the air as hard. Um, and so that like, if we can get back to normal conditions, I think we just pick up right where we left off. And the guys aren't really thinking about this loss as like a big time loss because they're like, Oh well, you know, things didn't really roll our way. We dealt with some adversity, but once we get back into the normal play, then we're going to pick up like with a head of steam, you know?
1: No doubt. No doubt. Um, So, so I'm excited about it, man. And shit, I just went through, uh, right before we hopped on here, went through the upcoming week for Philly sports. Dude,
2: gauntlet, gauntlet. I'll I'll tell you what. I don't know if I've ever been as excited for an Eagles-Dallas matchup in a long time. You know, this is going to be a really good test for two, two teams that are going to be in playoff contention at the end of the year in the same division who are the biggest rivals in all the sports and it's i mean i'm thinking it's going to be a bloodbath out there what do you think
1: i do honestly i'm concerned about the and maybe this is just personal the amount of fatigue i may have by the time that game begins yeah um you know i don't know if that's going to play a factor in the game uh or or like the atmosphere with the fans. I'm expecting not because people are just insane. Um, But fucking a man, you got the two baseball games and a potential game five at four 30 on Sunday, right before Eagles Cowboys. Like it could just be too much emotions Mm -hmm. for a human, but for this game, I mean, honestly, I think we're going to kill them. I'm going to be honest. Really? I don't think think they're very good. I I think offensively they're extremely limited. And I think that we have played good defenses this year. I mean, when that Jacksonville defense came in, they were the number one rushing defense and it was pouring rain. So you couldn't throw and all we could do was run. And we still destroyed them just by Mm -hmm. running. And so like, and we've talked about this before, John, like when they're focused, like it was a trap game last week. Clearly they were looking ahead to this game. It's a classic trap game uh, against Arizona. This team Mm -hmm when they're focused and want to do something and accomplish something, they're going to fucking do it and they're going to destroy yeah. them. And Cooper rush is horrific. He's had, he's undefeated as a quarterback, particularly because the way they've played is they've gotten some short fields with turnovers from their defense and they've leaned heavily on Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and have been able to utilize some of the play action game to get the, the football out to their receivers. But matchup wise, I think their strengths as a football team um, are negated by the fact that we have a really good offensive line. And so my lot is uh, already on track to come back. So you have your two left tackles to face Parsons and Lawrence. And I think the Eagles are really just going to dominate this football team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, see now this is one where like where you were thinking that the, that the, the commander's game was going to be close. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it'll be a low scorer. I think that the, the Dallas defense is one of the best in the league. And I think that this might be the biggest test that Jalen Hurts has had in his young career, right? I don't think he's ever been in a situation where he really has a lot to lose as the starting quarterback. Like when he played Dallas, I think it was last year, right? They, he was kind of in a, in a situation where he's like, all right, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to play my game. And if we win, we win but if we lose it's not really going to be that big a deal in terms of the longevity of my career. Um I think if he loses this game I think there's a lot of implications about it. So he should be he should be feeling some some pressure and I think it'll be the rest of the team's job to kind of ease that pressure off of his shoulders and say listen it's not just you out there. We got a, 10 other guys in the offense, we got 11 guys on the defense that are going to step up and make plays and and will us to that victory because I do think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, so it's, I, 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 I'm, I'm so excited mainly because I think this is the first real test that we've had this season and I want to see our team respond in a good way. And if they do, then I can start talking about Super Bowls and things like that. So,
1: (coughs) yeah. So what is the line for the game?
2: Uh, hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah. I would think too. If I'm going to guess... Three and a
1: half? Uh, yeah, see, this is what I'm
2: talking about, John. I was gonna just going to guess. You ruined it for me. What do you, you think? think? What is it three and a half?
1: Yeah, dude. They're a touchdown oh, favorite. They're going to fucking destroy them. Oh, we're a yeah. touchdown favorite. Yeah, Vegas is telling you right there. I mean, anytime... I mean, the, the Eagles are one of the heaviest favorites. Similar line to Packers-Jets, to give you yeah. a, 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 a comparison. So... Again, Vegas is thinking in line with me in that this game is not going to be a competitive football game. The Eagles are going to win probably by about a touchdown, seven to ten points. Yeah. Um, well,
2: what I, will I think say that's correct. Game, what I will say about this game in terms of gambling, um, this game opened at the Eagles minus one. So last Monday when they opened the bets for this game, the Eagles were only one-point favorite. So that's a that's a close game. And right now, in terms of a six and a half point spread, which I have from Caesar Sportsbook, sixty-six percent of the of the public money is on the on the Cowboys. Yeah, um, this so, is it. This is yeah,
1: John. This is that uh, classic sucker, right? This is the classic Vegas putting it at a line where everyone's like, "Of course, Dallas is going to cover this. Come on, yeah. it's going to be a close game." And so, public's going to hammer, 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 and uh, and and let's keep an eye on late here Sunday. Uh, I'd be surprised if you don't see late money coming in on the Eagles with some of those sharp betters, uh, letting that line inflate a little bit and then hammering mm-hmm. the birds,
2: you know. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Well, even without the line, the the money line has sixty two percent of the public bet on Dallas. Um, yeah. But people not only think that we're gonna we're gonna lose the spread that we're going to lose outright. And I love that for us. You know, Vegas never loses. Wherever the public, wherever the public money is there, always bet against it. It's the old Stu Feiner trick, right? The public doesn't know how to gamble and the Vegas is always going to win. So if all the public money is going to be on the Cowboys, especially with the money line, I'm feeling pretty confident that we're going to pull this game out just from the, from the football gambling gods,
1: so so, going off of that, now that you have some of this intel, John, are you reconsidering how close you think this game may be? Has that has this affected your mindset at all?
2: No, I think it's going to be close. I think with six and a half, we might cover seven points, just because of the way scoring works in the NFL. But I mean, if you look at that game last week versus the Cardinals, um, we play like we play close football games and we play them well. So I wouldn't be nervous in a close football game for us. But I think that if you're talking about six and a half points, we could easily win this game 24 to 20 or 27, 21. Right. And and they still cover that spread. Um, but that money line is going to us. I mean, we're taking that, we're taking that dub right out of there, right, right okay. out of their space.
1: I like that. All right. So while we're on football, John, just so we can get in, let's do a little minute rapid fire here. Let's let's rattle through the games real quick, pick okay. our winners.
2: Well, let's, let's start off with tonight's game. We got Carson Wentz um, trudging into Chicago after a, a late fourth quarter interception last week to seal the Commander's fate against the Titans. We got the Washington actually road favorites by a point tonight. Where do you think that game's going to go?
1: I think I like Bears all the way. At home, short week, yeah. um, I'll take the Bears plus one all day.
2: I like that. Yeah, that's – then it's another sprinkle. We're sprinkling that down to the money line, getting yep. that the extra dollars out of our out of our our wage. And um, I think the Chicago Bears as a team, they're definitely on the rise. They're trending upwards. They're not good yet. They're definitely not a good football team. They're definitely better than they've been. And I can I can easily see this team keep improving throughout the year with a coach that actually is competent about football. So I think this is going to be a nice little. Statement win for the Chicago Bears here. Um,
1: Awesome. I love it. We're in agreement.
2: Yeah. To keep going, moving on, we're going to go to a little one o'clock matchup. In Atlanta, San Francisco is visiting the Falcons this week. And the Falcons are getting five points. And I think that San Francisco absolutely blows them out.
1: I think San Francisco
2: is such a good team.
1: And that's interesting, John. I actually am going to go against you there a little bit. I like the points with the Falcons. Um, really, I do. I like the style of play. Um, I think Arthur uh, Smith is actually a pretty smart football coach, and I think he's going to be able to keep it, at, you know, down seven with the ball. Maybe they kick a field goal, mm-hmm. and then like they're down four. Try and like play the two minute yeah. game and timeouts, and end up losing. Um, so. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Falcons plus five in that game.
2: Yeah. Well, here's my reason that I don't like the Falcons. It's because the Falcons in in all their games, except last week, have put up over 20 points, right? And they're going to have the best defense in football right now, statistically, coming into their stadium. And I think where where the Niners really struggle is on the offensive side of the ball with the quarterback changes, right? So I think that, the Falcons' defense lets up a lot of points, and that'll give a little leeway to the um, Niners' offense. But I think that the Niners' defense completely shuts out Mariota and the Falcons' offense. So I'm going to go – I'm going to take the uh, take the five points um, for San Francisco in that game. Um, moving okay. on to the next, we got um, New England after a big home win against Detroit – traveling to Cleveland as two and a half point road dogs. Now I think we're both going to say the same thing on this. You roll with the road dog here coming off a big win road dogs, man. That's like, they're the best. Cause they got nothing to lose.
1: You know, I was thinking that, but again, this, this is a tough one for me because Cleveland, man, they have that knack and, and with Kareem hunt, and fucking Nick Chubb like they can just drain that game if they get a lead they can just drain that game um yeah but I think i'm, I'm going to go browns i think i'm going to go browns john
2: i mean i'm just i'm looking at that that patriots team they had one of the top scoring offenses in football in detroit come into new england last week and they shut them out right i think that that new england defense is hot and i think they're going to keep that are. trend With another afc opponent it's another cold environment so they're going to be feeling like they're at home right outdoor stadium in the north um so i think i think they're gonna at least cover the two and a half if not win that game out right and that's another game that I i would sprinkle the um i would sprinkle that plus two and a half and take the uh the pats money line but i'm also a big believer in bill belichick so i'm a little bit biased and um I'm, I'm rooting for the Pats in that game, okay. um, which usually bodes against my favor in terms of gambling. Whenever I'm rooting for a team, then they always lose. So yes. you might be right in this one but just because of the mojo that I'm giving the Patriots in this podcast right now.
1: I, I'm, I'm very happy that you're providing negative mojo for the Pats.
2: Yeah. And now we're going we're gonna to go to another one after a big loss in London last week the Packers are going to be seven and a half point favorites with the Jets coming to town. The Jets are coming off a big win against Miami. Now Miami was playing a third string quarterback, but the Jets defense really stepped up sauce Gardner with his first pick of his young NFL career. And Zach Wilson starting to kind of step into his own with those offensive weapons. Do you think that the Packers have enough to cover over a touchdown win here?
1: I do. I'm going to fall back on the Ron's formula here. Um, you know, yeah. it's had a ton of success uh, and I think it's going to strike again, you know, outside of the Eagles, Ron's formula has been very successful and I think you're going to see it come into play here. And I got the Packers covering that seven and a half and making sure the jets know and remember that they are the jets.
2: Yeah. And I, I that, that one, I'm actually going to agree with you on. I think the Packers role here, I think they're going to be an angry football team, going into this game, and I think the Jets are, like you said, they're the Jets, right? Yeah. They're not going to be coming in there with anything special, so I think Rogers gets a little comeback win here, get the boys back on track, and they cover that seven and a half points, and now we got a big matchup with two former Philadelphia coaches. We got Dougie Peterson rolling into Frank Reich's home field, and you got the jacksonville jaguars as two and a half point dogs against the colts this might be the easiest pick of all time
1: no doubt john i think we both agree dougie p going in there um letting frank reich know that he's still his bitch, man two and a half points i'll mm-hmm. slap the jags all day
2: all day long Yep, yeah. and i think again right you have that jags team coming in with a loss from the week before to a team that they know is not better than them or even nearly as good as them right so i think the jags are going to be hungry they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder they're going to be playing angry and they come in and they wipe the floor with frank reich and i think dougie p is going to get the boys rolling enough so that they're going to want to back him up and he's got to show frank this is why you're the oc and i'm the head coach right yeah
1: no doubt and look doug's owen too so far this year against the Eagles and Wentz, he has to steal one of these games. He can't lose to all three of his former Philly people, yeah. so he's bound to win this one.
2: Yeah. I'm going to kind of skip around the league here, and we're going to go to another game that has some implications for me in the city that I live in. We have Baltimore traveling to the New York Giants, right? The Giants are getting a five-and-a-half points, so the Ravens got to cover at least six, right? I think – the Ravens murder them this game.
1: I agree completely, John. I think the I think the Giants are fugazi. I don't think they're legit football team. Last week was their first real test, and I know I said if they won, I'd believe that they were legit last week. But it's London, and you talked yeah. about it last week. It's London. Sh- shit's fucking weird when you play out there. I think it was it was a fraudulent win, and they're going to get exposed this week by the uh, yeah. by the Ravens.
2: Yeah. Now, I'm gonna we're going to get on a little to these the last two 4 o'clock games here that I think are going to be phenomenal football games. You have the Cardinals coming off a close loss to the Birds last week, traveling to Seattle, who's been hot, right? They're hot with Geno Smith, right? Richard Penny, I think, is injured. I think he's not going to be playing this week. So it's going to limit their running game a little, but they still have DK. <laughs> they still have Lockett, and their defense has been – not great, but playing well enough for them to win a couple games, right? You think the Cardinals come out and just smack them as as uh, as two-and-a-half-point road favorites this week?
1: You know, John, I'm not quite sure on that, and I'm going to go back and check something here. It feels like after a team loses to us that they lose the next game. Really? Um, That's what I've been feeling. The Lions didn't, right? The Lions won right after, and the, Vikings, the Vikings didn't. Won. And the Vikings, the last three opponents, or the last two opponents, I should say, excuse me, lost right after. So it's two and two on how the team performs after uh, playing the Eagles. I feel like the Cardinals emptied the tank to try and win that game. I really do. I feel like the Cardinals played their best football game of the year, like by far, against the Eagles, and still lost. Um, Yeah. I feel like they're going to be a demoralized group. And dude, Geno Smith, Geno Smith is is franchise. He's a franchise quarterback.
2: He's the Big he's Gino. the new
1: Russell.
2: He's a new Russell Wilson apparently. And that's and the Russell rumor.
1: Wilson is the new Geno Smith.
2: Exactly. Well, that's the thing going around the league now. They're saying was Russell Wilson a system quarterback? Right? Was it? Pete I think Carroll? so. Yeah, and it's and it's proven to be right because I mean he can't find anything over there in Denver, and their defense is is playing well. So. Um, I think the Seahawks got a little bit of the mojo on their side, but I do, think, I do think Arizona comes out and wins that game. I think they have too much talent to lose, but I think if it comes down to a close game, I mean, we watched it last week, the Cardinals are bad at managing short time where they need to score. So I think it's either going to be a Cardinals blowout or it's going to be a close win by the Seahawks. Um, and that, that should be one of the better games this weekend. Yes. Um, and moving on to our last game of the week here. It's going to be a good one. You have the Buffalo Bills rolling into Kansas City as two and a Ooh. half. That'll be a 425 start time. Um, and personally, I think in this game, I think Andy comes out and spanks the Bills this week. I think their offense Ow. comes in starts right, rifling them. The Bills' defense is tired. They're depleted. They're hurt. Um and I think Pat Mahomes, after um after an emotional win by one point against the uh against the Oakland on Monday night football, I think they come in guns blazing. Travis Kelsey's gonna have another four touchdowns, plus had a couple more touchdowns for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Juju Smith Schuster, Nicole Hardman, right? They're gonna tear that up on offense. That over is is fifty-four points, and I think they they get over that. I think it's going to be a fucking shootout. I think they score 70, 80, maybe 80 points that game. And it'd be like a 42 to 40 final. Wow. I
1: like the Bills, man. I like the Bills this week. I think think they are pissed off about what happened last year. They felt like it was their year losing that game the way they did to Kansas City. And if you remember that game, the only player that really hurt them was Tyree Kill. He really? killed them. Um, and, well, you well I,
2: the, the AFC. Um, I shouldn't say that. I don't actually know
1: that. The part I remember from the game was Tyree Kill just running like a madman all over them. So let me check.
2: Oh, you were saying myself. Tyree Kill killed the Bills. I thought you were saying he killed the. Correct. He killed, he the, killed the Bills. Yeah.
1: But now he's not with them.
2: Yeah. Let me but pull up that
1: p- s- game. Do you have that game up? Yeah, but well, i, I think that season? I think that plays a factor that they're going to be confident.
2: Yeah, well, I think that the 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 Chiefs might be in their head a little bit. I think the Bills might come in a little skittish because they know the implications of this game, and they might uh, they might be playing a little bit scared on Sunday at four twenty five in Kansas City. I think I um, need
1: to I need to
2: see the score of this game. I think we might see a little nervous Josh Allen think we might see a little nervous uh sean mcdermott um as a head coach and i think they're going to be playing very conservatively and i don't think you're going to be able to win playing conservative against the high-powered offense and the chiefs so i'm going to take the chiefs as as home at two and a half but i think it's going to be a great game and it could go to anybody
1: so tyree kill in that game 11 receptions 150 yards only one touchdown but um, that was I remember them them rolling coverage heavy on him, and he was still dominating kind of underneath intermediate routes and just kind of mm-hmm. gashing them the whole game. I, I think, John, I think I like the Bills this game. You I are. really do.
2: That's a good one for us to come back and talk about on the next, uh, on the next pod because it's going to definitely be a game for the ages. I think we have a few games this week, I think. Those four twenty-five matchups we just talked about, plus the Eagles Sunday night versus Dallas. I think we got a good another great week of football coming at us, and I can't wait to watch it.
1: Without a doubt, John. And uh for our listeners, I wanted to give them a rundown of the upcoming sports week so everybody knows and is on the same page. Tonight, we got the Flyers under their new head coach, Johnny Torts. Fucking nutcase old Rangers coach should bring a but nice will-
2: bunk. Will you have the Bernie book out?
1: Bernie book will not be out at all this year. We actually want them to lose tank. They're terrible. Try and get the top pick. Um, word is the kid coming out this year is supposed to be like the next Wayne Gretzky. So let's hope okay. that they just suck. Um,
2: we'll do another uh, episode of what the Bernie book is too for the fans. Yes.
1: Yes, we should give them the Bernie rundown, but we got yeah. them Thursday. We got Phil's Friday, Phil's Saturday, Third Sunday with a potential Phil's game five. Take a break of sports Monday, John. Come back Tuesday with the Sixers opener. We'll discuss it on Monday. Um, Wednesday, Phillies, NLCS game one, and then the Sixers opener next Thursday. So, seven days of just absolute mayhem for Philly Mm -hmm. sports, and we'll be here to fucking give you the rundown on everything.
2: And we we got the C's, man. I I saw something. They're projected to win the most games in the regular season this year, so – be a big statement win for the Sixers.
1: Well, their coach definitely fucked enough women. So, we'll see how yep. everything happens here, you know. They don't have a yep. coach. They don't have a coach. So, well, I'm good. expecting them to have a bad year.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see, dude. It's Boston, they always surprise everybody, but uh yeah. <laughs>